The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, October 7th. How you doing, Mark? I know. It's amazing. And I just still waiting for, I really need the weather to get more like in the 50s, not the 60s. Just saying that right now. Uh, thanks so much for listening. We love hearing from you. And this is the program that tries to help you make really smart financial decisions, whatever, wherever you are in your life. We just want to hear from you. You can go to jillonmoney.com. Just click on the contact button. And if you want to come on the air, do tell because Mark will do the rest. Now, Mark, remember when we had that guy on the air? His name was Alan. And he had had a real rotten situation where he had these three kids. They were all in private school and he had run up a bunch of debt, like a hundred grand in debt. And he was freaking out. And I thought everyone was going to hate on him because he makes a lot of money in New York City. But they were actually really nice. We had a wonderful community response. The Jill on Money community kind of came together and and helped him out. And then we actually asked um, uh, one of our guests about how he could talk to his kids about the financial problems they were in. So what I wanted to let you know, Mark and everybody, is I followed up with him because I was worried about this guy. And I just like shot him a note. I'm like, hey, I'd love to talk to you. Just tell me what's what's shaking. When we got off the air with him, Mark, the first time around, did you think he was going to take our advice of listing his apartment and selling? Mark doubted that he would do it. However, he and his wife have listed the property and they are trying to sell it. So here's the thing. You know, the market, the housing market is still pretty fire hot. But in New York City, where he lives, it's it's a changing market. It's not following and then really cratered during COVID. It's coming back now. When we talked, we thought that his apartment was worth about 1.3 million and he's got uh, about 800 grand on the mortgage outstanding and then a hundred grand in debt. Okay. So he said that they listed the property for 1.2 and they got a bunch of people coming through, but they haven't gotten an offer yet. So here's my question to you, Mark. Let's say 
he can sell the apartment, not for 1.2, but for 1 million. He'd be able to pay off his debt, the mortgage debt. He'd pay off the credit card debt and all the other stuff that's accumulated. He put a hundred grand in the bank, but I'm not sure his, his cash flow is going to get that much better. I mean, he probably will save some money on housing costs just because he was in an, in an apartment that had maintenance and all that stuff. So he probably can rent and save a little bit of money. Would you advise still to sell just to kind of get him his head and his family's head above water, maybe risking that he could get slide back again? Me too. I'm really, I am scared. Um, I'm hopeful. And this is what I said to, to him. And I, I actually got his wife on the phone also, which was kind of nice. I said, look, I'm okay with that happening, but you guys have to take this so seriously because I don't think there's another safety net for you. You know, you wouldn't be able to say, oh, well, we've refinanced. That's how they've gotten out of debt every time they've refinanced. So it's almost like the housing appreciation has bailed them out. And it's not going to be there next time. So it really means having difficult conversations with each other and with the kids. And, you know, already tells me, oh, the kid, the, the oldest one went to go look at schools, right? So he tells me the name of the school, a small liberal arts college. I said, by the way, you're not paying one dime towards that. And I said, just to be clear, like, I would really be remiss if I didn't tell you that you should not absolutely contribute one penny and these kids should be going to public school. That's it. Was not received well, but it, it landed. How about that? Okay. I think they are scared. That's what I think. I think they are scared and that's a great motivator. You know, I think that the real key here. If anyone's going through a hard time, you know that like, first of all, the first piece of this is you have to kind of come clean with each other, but then you both have to kind of hold each other's hands and say, we're going to do this together and we're going to do it. And if either of you falters, the other one's got to help the other one, you know, prop each other up. That's just my two cents. I mean, I'm not a shrink, but I think they can do it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that their lifestyle is not going to change a lot until the three kids are out. I think that they can manage it. I think they can, it, listen, all they have to do is break even right now. All they have to do is like keep putting some money into retirement and break even. They don't even have to save a lot more. They don't have to max out retirement even. I just want them to not go into debt. And then it's going to be a real test of them to see whether they can do that. But it's, it's a, it's a longer time. You know, they've got kids of varying ages. So I don't know. I'm worried, but hopeful. How about that? Here's a question from Danielle about 529 plans. She plans on investing in the Michigan 529 plan to take advantage of the state tax deductible incentive. That's great. Ah, this is so funny. Hold on. It's not for someone else's. It's her own 529 plan. She says, I'm 23 with no kids, no partner, no plans to have kids, but I'm the type of person to plan for the worst and hope for the best. I'd rather start saving in the event of having little monsters. <laughs> I plan on using some of the money for my own grad school expenses in the near future. My company offers $8,000 a year for grad school. So hopefully I wouldn't have to pay too much out of pocket. She's got excess cash, few expenses, max out all the retirement contributions for the IRA and the 401k. Danielle, don't do this. 
I would not do this. Would you, Mark? She's got eight grand a year for, for grad school already. Totally not. I would not do it for potential future kids. Slow down, Danielle. Mm-mm. Jim writes, all right, here, I'm taking a breath because remember uh, someone said I, I went into the next email too quickly. Ready? <sighs> there we go. Jim writes, I'm 66 years old, retired. My wife and I are receiving social security. I took a home mortgage out, $125,000 at the age of 56, and it was to act as a bridge until I was 59 and a half. The interest rate was three and a half percent. I've got $1.4 million in savings, and I'm averaging 10% return on investments. I still owe about 100 grand. It's the only debt we have. I'm having a hard time justifying paying it back in the lump sum. Then don't. I don't think you should, Jim. I don't mind you. I mean, you're receiving Social Security. How much money are you pulling out of your portfolio? That's my question. Um, I wouldn't pay it back. I wouldn't start. I mean, you could you could start to pay it back when it's more equity and you can accelerate it. But you're right. I would say just keep it as is. You're in great shape. Keep doing what you're doing. Nancy writes, hi, Jill. I love your show and your ability to see the overall complexity of a situation. I wanted to run my situation by you to see if there are any changes or optimizations I can take advantage of. I like that word, optimization. Okay. Nancy's 58. She's single. She's a retired teacher in New York state. She says she receives a pension of 50 grand. It's taxed at the federal level only. That's kind of a cool thing also about in, you know, some state plans. Okay. House is paid off. No debt. Pension covers all of my expenses. All right. Now, Nancy says, I have a new opportunity that provides $30,000 in part-time 1099 income. I'm going to invest $19,500 into a Roth 401k ASAP. And I plan to potentially do this through age 70. And then I'll take Social Security. All right. $400,000 that's in a rollover IRA, $225,000 in a Roth, $20,000 in a taxable account. She says, should she convert to a Roth before she turns age 59 and a half? Hmm. If so, should she convert at the top? Should she convert part of it? What should she do? Mark, you want to convert this or not? Because I tell you where I, you know where I'm leaning on this. Nah, I don't think so either. I say don't convert. By the way, you're 58 years old. You don't need this money. Not only can you put your 19.5 into this Roth 401k, you're over the age of 50. So in fact, you can put in more than 19.5. You can put in the catch-up contribution, 6,500. You can put in of your $30,000 in part-time income, you could basically put 26,000 into a Roth 401k. That would be kind of cool. I mean, I guess you just have to be able to pay your taxes due. But yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah, there's not, she just says 20 grand in taxable accounts, but no cash. And by the way, if you don't have an emergency reserve fund, then don't even put 19.5 into the Roth. Build up an emergency reserve fund with some of that 30 grand. Okay. Stan writes, he's 39. His wife's 37. He puts Stan in quotation marks. <laughs> Hi, my name is Stan. Stan the man is 39, his wife's 37. They have small Roth IRAs. Balances are probably 30,000 for her, mine is 22,000. We each put in about two to $4,000 a year at T. Rowe Price. Okay, we're doing this as extra. The main reason I'm getting in touch is because I've got $105,000 of cash that's sitting in my bank account. I couldn't tell you if we're gonna purchase a second home as an investment property, Airbnb, in the next six, 12, 24 months, but it will be within 24 
My question, should I be taking the 100K and putting it into some sort of market? No, no, no. I don't know if you should buy an Airbnb, but that's your problem because um, I'll tell you right now, I'm not exact. I, I don't know. You have no idea um, how risky some of these rental markets are. But okay, if you're going to do that, if you are going to buy it, and it, by the way, it's uh, $350,000 that they have to pay. They want to get the house paid off. And uh, there's a lot. That's a whole mishigas here. Here's the thing. Any money you think you're going to need, whether it's 6, 12, or 24 months, you really have to keep in cash. And that's it. So if you're going to purchase a home out of state um, and get the house paid off uh, through Airbnb, that's all good. And then moving that over, it's all fun. I like this idea in general, but like, just be careful. I don't know, gang. I'm feeling a little bit like, the music's going to stop playing in this crazy real estate market and something's going to happen. What do you think, Mark? All right. Mark says, I'm being a curmudgeon, that if you use this, if you make these properties attractive on Airbnb, they can be good generators of income. Okay. So go do it, but don't put, don't put that money at risk. Terry wants to know the best method of giving grandchildren money. She says, um, I don't have funds to fully cover their educations. Any ideas you'll have will be greatly appreciated. Well, I mean, look, open up 529 plans. That's it. Just open up a 529 plan and then you can put the money in Terry. And I think that would be really a lovely thing to do. You don't have to try to fully fund anything. You can just do the best you can do for yourself and for the kids. And in general, I love 529 plans. I think they are the best way to save for college education and and actually even private school education because you can use them for private schools. The 529 plans that you want some information on, maybe you want to head over to savingforcollege.com. Savingforcollege.com. It outlines all the different 529 plans. Check it out. All right. 529 plans. Love it. College education is fantastic. Okay, gang, that's it. Here's what you need to do for us, okay? We're happy to answer your questions. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click on the contact button, jillonmoney.com, okay? Now, here comes the ask. While you're there, sign up for our free weekly newsletter and subscribe to our sister broadcast. It's called Eye on Money. That's it. That's all we ask. Oh, and another thing. Oh, you know what? I'll do this tomorrow because I have another ask of you, but I can't ask too much of you all at once, okay? The only ask I'm going to remind you to do is to put your hands either metaphorically or physically on someone's back, as long as you're both vaccinated. Don't get too close if you're not. And uh, try to do something nice for somebody. Grit, growth, grace. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.